Welcome back to the podcast. You are listening to Stuff No One Told Us About Weight Loss. My name is Aaron and I'm here with Eloise. And today we're going to be talking about three small mindset shifts that you can make that are going to make it easier for you to lose weight. Yes. So if you've listened to our stuff before for any length of time, you'd probably know that we talk a lot about mindset shifts and specifically we talk about the idea that our thoughts create our feelings, which then create our actions. So obviously when it comes to losing weight, our mindset really matters because it directs the way that we subsequently act and the actions that we take in our life. Mm. And a lot of the times like the results that we have or we don't have are a, if we follow it up the chain, they're a direct response of the way we're thinking about things. And often when we're stuck in a situation and we feel like we've plateaued and we're doing all the things, a lot of the times it's how we're actually thinking about it. And if we think Mm. about it a different way or we get an outside perspective, uh, that often changes things up and we we come at it with a new, new method and therefore we actually make a change. Yeah, because as well, if you think about it, what's the reason that you've quit anything in your life? or that you've stopped taking the action and stopped doing the things you know you should be doing is usually, it always comes down to a mindset shift. Yeah. It always comes down to the way you were thinking about it. We quit the program because we were thinking it probably won't work for me. Yeah. We stop taking action because we think, well, these actions probably don't matter. Yeah. It's something simple, which then leads into a, a, a change. Yeah. And that gives you a result, either a positive result or sometimes a negative result. Yes. And so the three mindset shifts that we're going to share with you are ones that we have personally shifted in our own lives. And and they're quite common ones that we see our clients shift. And these shifts then create powerful change in their lives. So I think these will be really helpful for you as well. Yeah. So the first big mindset shift, the old way of thinking or what people currently think at the time is if I can't do this perfectly, then it's probably not worth doing at all. Yeah, this is a big one. And it's a big one that I've personally experienced as well. And, and so the new way of thinking is that doing just a little bit is better than doing nothing. That's right. And what's really interesting to note is Precision Nutrition, who we've learned from, they actually did a study on this. You know, they've coached a lot of people and they've got a lot of data to pull from. Thousands of people. And they, they've figured this out and they've, they've studied it and they have a graph of level of consistency with, with certain habits. And it goes up from, you know, 0%, 10, 20, 30. And what they found is that each major increment, so if they go from 10 to 20, there's a substantial amount of results there. But the whole point of it is that some action is always going to be better than no action. And what they found is that actually the 80% consistency rate is where most people see the biggest benefit. You know, Mm. obviously like if someone's 100% consistent, they're going to see big changes, but majority of people are never going to be able to be 100% consistent with things. You know, there's gonna be things that trip them up along the way and we all experience that. But if you can maintain that 80% mark, you're going to get a big return from that. Yeah, I think it's important to remember that 100% consistency is not real life. It's not doable for 99.99% of people. So aiming for 100% is, in my opinion, not even worth it because that's where we get into that perfectionist mindset. And I know that for myself as someone who does have that perfectionist mindset, it's really important to aim for something like 80% 
because it allows you to make mistakes or to have days that go a bit crappy and you know that you're still on the right track. And I think that's really important. And yeah, seeing this this work that Precision Nutrition has done and looking at their client results, it's really amazing to see that, you know, even if you're only consistent some of the time, you know, the 30%, the 40%, they're still seeing positive results in their life. So being 30 or 40% consistent is better than being 0% and better than doing nothing. And that's something to remember because I think a lot of the time we get stuck in this mindset of, well, if I can't do it perfectly, it's not worth it. Or like, you know, because, you know, the holiday period is going to be super busy and I've got all these things on, I should just wait and start next year. And that is really counterproductive. Because if you were even doing just one or two things over the holiday period, you would be seeing benefits versus just opting out and saying, oh, no, I'll just wait until I can do it properly is what we tell ourselves. But it's not doing it properly if you're trying to be perfect. That's you trying to be perfect and being unrealistic versus trying to just do a little bit. I think at the end of the day, like what really sort of sums that point up is instead of thinking it's either, you know, zero or a hundred percent perfect, think about it in terms of a continuum. You know, yeah. if there's a lot going on in your life, like how can you turn that dial down a little bit and just be 80% consistent, you know, or if there's a lot going on, like even 10, 20% consistent is yeah. still better than switching it off completely exactly, and not doing anything. I also think that especially if it's intentional, If you're intentionally going, say, into the holidays, (laughs) saying, I want to just maintain what I'm doing. I just want to focus on doing one or two habits. I'm not going to try and do all this stuff because I know that's not realistic for me right now. I think that you're going to then get much better results than if you go in with unrealistic expectations or no expectations. Yeah. Uh, A quote from James Clear that I really like and I, I often quote him is focus on your current trajectory, not your current results. That is just one way to look at it. Like, am I generally going in the right direction? If the answer is yes, then that's fantastic. And you're on the right path. I think that's something that I often think about for myself. uh, When maybe the results I'm seeing are not up to my expectations or the results I'm seeing are not what I hoped they would be. I can look back and go, okay, but am I going generally in the right direction? Mm. And often the answer is yes. And that then helps me continue moving in that direction instead of doing maybe what I would have done in the past, which is like, okay, the results aren't what I hoped they would be. I may as well not try. This isn't working. I'm just going to (laughs) quit. Going in the right direction is always a, um, a preferable option. Well, that's right. I mean, you've got a personal example with this when you started getting back into doing exercise again. We started with just 15-minute walks each day. Mm. Yeah, and that was a situation where previously I probably would have thought, well, if I can't do an hour's walk, I may as well not do anything. Or if I can't do the tough, crazy workouts that I used to be able to do, then why bother? I'm never going to get back there. Whereas I decided to use this mindset shift and go, well, no, what can I start with now? Like, what's one small thing I could do? Mm. If I do this, am I going in the right direction? And for me, that 15 minutes of walking that we started with was going in the right direction because it was starting small. It was starting with something I could 
do and I could achieve, you know, flash forward to years later now, I'm sitting here with a very consistent walking routine and I am back to doing tough workouts, like not to the level I used to, but it's definitely improved. And it's that me building over time instead of quitting. And I'm very thankful that I did that. That's right. Yeah, it's, it's building up with a goal in mind of just continual slight improvement rather than going from zero to that 100 mile an hour yeah. mark. Hmm. And so how can you actually apply this for yourself? The easiest way to do that is to start tracking the ways in which you can make a positive action. So for example, like if you wanted to start, let's use the walking example. If you wanted to start walking more, track the days that you do go for a walk and don't focus on the ones that you don't go for a walk. Mm -hmm. So we want to try and like condition our brain to start looking at success and start seeing what we're doing well, because if we're doing something well, we're going to want to do more of it. If we focus on the stuff we're not doing well, that's just going to, you know, demotivate us and we're going to constantly feel like it's a struggle. Yeah. So if you're in that situation now, I really encourage you to focus on just tracking what you're already doing well, even if it's small. Yeah, well, on that point, I was going to say with tracking walk, something like walking, for example, set what your minimum is. Mm. So what gives you a tick? So for me, it might have been a 10 minute walk. If I did a 10 minute walk, I would get a tick for the day because I think if you go, oh, I'm just going to tick off walks and in your mind, it's like, well, if I don't go for more than half an hour, then it's not counted. You're setting yourself up unrealistically for if you can't fit in a 45 minute walk for the day, then you're not getting anything. Whereas you're going to be 10 times better off if you do allow yourself to go for a 10 minute walk Mm. versus saying, no, I'm not going to do anything today. So moving on to mindset shift number two, the old way of thinking is something like, well, I don't have time. I don't have enough time. And I think this is one we've all thought of before. Yeah, it's a pretty (laughs) common one that uh, a lot of people, especially this time of year, Mm. uh, being the lead up to Christmas, that a lot of people have the notion that they don't have time. And also, I mean, particularly in areas that have had lockdown, like Melbourne, where we are, people have gone from having lots of time in lockdown to now going back to regular activities. And the first, the first sort of thing that our brain goes is, oh, we have, we're more busy, therefore we don't have time. Mm. But I don't think more busy equals no time. That's right. It just means you're doing more than you were. It doesn't mean that you now have no time. Yeah. So the new way to think about it is where can I find or make time for what's really important to me? And again, Mm. this builds onto the mindset shift that we just spoke about. You know, think about it in terms of a continuum. When a lot of people think, oh, I don't have time, what they're imagining in their mind is probably at least an hour, you Mm. know, or something that's a big commitment. So if it's, if say, for example, you wanted to start, let's just use the walking example again, like go for walks. You're probably thinking in your mind, I've got to go for at least 30, maybe 45 minutes, an hour if I've got time, but I just don't have time to do that. And it has to be a chunk of time where I'm only walking. Yeah. (laughs) There's no like multitasking. Yeah. And uh, like I found myself using this excuse as well. And the thing that I did in response to this was actually audit my time, like carry around a sheet of paper that had 15 minute increments and track for a whole week, like everything I was doing every 15 minutes at time would go off. I'm just writing down just a quick note of what I'm doing in that moment. 
just to track the time. If nothing else, you just want to get a snapshot of what you're doing. And I found that there were spots of time where I was like in the car and I was driving between going to appointments or to clients to see them in person. And that time adds up. Like that's a few hours each week, you know, and in that time, I could be using that to listen to an audio book or listen to a video that I'm that I'm studying up on so if I, I was studying at the time doing my precision nutrition level two I can listen to the lessons rather than just listening to music or just doing something that's not really productive yeah and it's the same with walking right if you're setting time to go for a walk could you take a meeting while you're walking yeah could you plan something while you're walking could you brainstorm something while you're walking that's something that we often do is how can we brainstorm while we're on a walk? Or could you listen to a podcast that's going to help you move forward? How can you make that time a little bit more productive? That's right. And I think one of the funny things is when we do audit our time, we realize there's a lot of time I'm scrolling on social media. Yep. There's a lot of time in the evenings where I'm watching Netflix. And it's not about completely removing those things from our life because again, like it's fine to do that sometimes, but... You can't turn around and say, I don't have time when you're sitting there scrolling through social media or spending hours watching Netflix. I think it's not about saying those things are bad, but it's about let's get honest with what's going on here. Yeah. I'm telling myself I have no time, but the truth is I do have time. I'm just choosing to spend it this way. And I think that's, that's key there. I'm choosing to spend my time this way. Yeah. Being honest with how you're spending your time is massive And it's really going to help you open up for, okay, well, what are my priorities here? Do I have a priority to work on my fitness or my eating habits or whatever it is for you? How can I then carve out a little bit of time to do that? That's right. Can it just be a few minutes? Can I just carve out five minutes? Because I think I can guarantee you that you have five minutes no matter how busy you are. You have 10 minutes no matter how busy you are, let's be honest. Yeah, and again, it doesn't have to be a huge amount of time. It can be that five, 10 minutes. So I think the easiest way to implement this uh, is do what I did and and do a time audit. You'll be amazed at what you actually find. I I actually found it really fun because then you can look back over your whole week and go, okay, well, I can't use that excuse anymore. Like I've got actually time (laughs) pockets that are hiding there that um, like unless you do this process, like you just... You go onto autopilot sometimes and you forget that those time pockets are sitting there. Uh, This is a good way to uncover that and to really look at it from an objective view and go, I've actually got a lot more time than I thought. Yeah, even if you just find 15, 20, 30 minutes extra that you could be utilizing in a more productive way. To me, that's a massive win. That's right. So mindset shift number three, the old way of thinking is I'm not seeing results, therefore I must be doing something wrong or it's never going to work for me. Again, if you've listened to this podcast before, you've probably heard me talking about my experience with this mindset. This was a big one for me. I always sort of thought that if I wasn't seeing the results that I expected to see, at the time I expected to see them, then it must mean that I'm doing it wrong or it must mean I'm fundamentally broken and it's never gonna work for me. This is a sign. That's right. You know, the universe is giving me a sign that it's not worth me even trying because it's not going to work. Yeah. That's a broken mindset. So the new thinking to combat this broken mindset is acknowledging that my current progress is a result of my past actions. And again, when I started doing this, I started 
taking control and taking responsibility for where I was and going, okay, actually, when I look back, there are things I could probably do differently. I could be more consistent with, with certain things. And then the follow-up questions become, what can I learn from what I've tried so far? You know, was this method the right method for me? What maybe haven't I tried yet? And that's one that I hadn't considered is what are the methods I haven't tried? I've tried doing it this way, dieting, counting calories, crazy exercise. If that's not working, maybe it's not working for a reason. Mm. Maybe I need to go back to basics and find new methods. And then the other question is, what can I do differently moving forward? And for me, that was researching, okay, what haven't I tried yet? What might be a better method that's going to work for me? And that's when I then started discovering hunger signals. I started discovering walking and all these other methods that have now proven to work for me and for our clients. And it's crazy how that happens. That's right. And a bonus one for you, uh, and this is something that we've heard through coaching programs that we've been a part of, is there is a time where you put your coaching hat on and you take an objective view. So if you sort of ran into someone who had nothing to do with you, nothing, no connection to you, and they were looking in and your situation and your results, or if you've plateaued, they're looking at your whole situation, what piece of advice would they give you based on what they can observe? Mm. And that's where you, you switch roles for a second and you go, all right, if I was coaching me, what would I tell myself to do? Exactly. Like what areas would I maybe go, oh, maybe I'm not a hundred percent in this area, or maybe I could improve here. And again, it's not about being perfect, but it's about being honest with where can I improve? That's right. Looking at, okay, I think that I'm doing things most of the time really well, but is that true? Is that just my sort of distorted view of my own life? Because we do have a distorted view of our life. We can sit back and go, oh, I'm doing it all of the time. And then when you look at your habit tracker where you've actually ticked things off, maybe it's 70% of the time. Maybe it's 60%. Maybe it's even less. Yeah. I know that sometimes when I've spoken to the, about this with clients, actually, and I point out, look, this is how many times you've ticked off your habit. And they're like, oh oh my God, mm. I didn't realize it was only, I was only 40% consistent. I thought it was way higher. Yeah. So it's actually fascinating when you do look, when you have data to look at, That's right. it makes it 10 times more effective for you to actually look at that and go, oh, okay, here's the reality yeah. versus what my mind was telling me. Well, it's the same <laughs> thing as the time audit. Yeah. When you look back at that, you will be shocked at where a lot yeah. of your time actually goes. Mm. And it's, it look, it's hard. It's a, it's a bit of a gut check sometimes. Like you need to look at the data that you've collected or what you've tracked and go, you know, am I really being consistent? Am I yeah. actually putting time into the things that I really say I want to achieve? Mm. And sometimes that's, you know, that's hard to do, but it's going to mean that you can turn things around and actually start moving towards your goals a little bit quicker. Yeah. And it's important to do it from a place of, growth and learning and wanting to get curious with what you're doing, why you're doing it and what you could improve yeah. versus being judgmental and putting yourself down for not being good enough. Yeah. That's really important coming from that place of curiosity. 
So how can you implement this for yourself? Like we said before, you really want to try and put yourself in another person's perspective. So if someone had no connection to you, no emotional ties to you, they were just looking at the situation from an objective view, what would they suggest you do? What advice would they give you? How could they solve the problem? And if you switch roles to that sort of a place, you'll be you'll find that your mind will actually start thinking in terms of problem solving. Like we'll mm. actually start to find examples of like, oh, hey, well, when I'm driving in the car, maybe I could listen to my lessons then. It will start looking for solutions there instead of getting caught up in the, the thought loop that's keeping you stuck where you are. Yeah, and with that, actually write it down. Pretend that someone else has come to you with, with their situation and write down what they're doing well and what they could improve. And then take that and implement that in your own life as well. I think that's really powerful to be able to use that curiosity that you would use with someone else and apply it to yourself. So guys, that's it for today's episode. We covered quite a lot. If you have noticed any of these three mindsets or these all uh, the old ways of thinking, and that they're coming up time and time again, go back and re-listen to what we spoke about in this episode and try out some of those activities for yourself. And you'll be shocked at where you can go once we change those shifts. Yeah, so that's it from us today. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we will see you next time.